Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pawn, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 13. Christmas. Katie opened her eyes. Bright sunshine glistened off her bedroom furniture. Turning over, she could not help smiling. Christmas. Bouncing out of her bed, she walked into the living room. Her mother was sitting on the couch. Hello, sleepyhead. I was beginning to wonder if you're ever going to wake up. Her mom patted the couch by her. Katie sat down. Merry Christmas, Mom. Did you have a fun time last night? Her mother was grabbing small pieces of her hair and was running them through her fingers. Yes, I did. Her mother had attended the Christmas party at Sam's house with her, but Katie came home much later. Katie stifled a yawn and then automatically glanced over at the Christmas tree. The sight confused her. The only present under the tree was hers to her mother. When Katie was six, her mother stopped putting presents under the tree early. Katie would prod shake them, and figure out what she was getting long before Christmas morning. She had continuously tried over the years to find her mother's hiding place. Eventually, she had given up. This year, with her secret wolf self and exceptional sense of smell, she probably would have found it. Christmas seemed to have just snuck up on her. Her mother gracefully got up from the couch and mumbled about having to make a phone call. What call do you have to make at Christmas? Katie asked. Watching her mother walk towards the kitchen, she got up and retrieved her mother's present. She gave another look under the tree. Nope, nothing there. There wasn't even a small box she may have missed. A little hurt, Katie sat back down on the couch. She was holding her mother's present when her mom walked back into the living area. Here, Mom. Merry Christmas. She handed the package over. Her mother smiled and slowly opened the gift. Her mother's smile brightened when she saw what was there. Katie had painted a picture of the waterfall and pool in her dreams. She knew she didn't get the colors quite right or the light as it played off the water. Oh, Katie, it's lovely. I know it's not as good as your work. Don't you dare apologize. An artist never apologizes. You really like it? A shy smile forming on her lips. Where is this place? It looks familiar to me. Katie watched her mother very closely. You know this place? The exact location? Don't you? You're the one who painted it. No, I've never seen it in real life, Katie pointed out. The doorbell rang. Whoever was there started pounding on the door, yelling for her to open up. Bewildered, Katie got up from the couch and opened the door. There stood David Black. His nose and cheeks were red from the cold. He took one look at her and started laughing. Katie self-consciously ran her fingers through her hair. She had no idea what she looked like. She had just got out of bed for crying out loud. Merry Christmas. He picked her up and twirled her around and gave her a big bear hug. When he let her go, her back faced the front door. David's laugh was infectious. Katie couldn't help giggling as well. She had no idea what she was laughing about. Sam came in next. Merry Christmas, Katie! 
What's going on? I just saw you guys last night, Katie pointed out. Sam shrugged. We just wanted to be here when you got your present. My present? This had to be something big, Katie thought. Yes, you dope. You didn't think your mom was going to forget Christmas too, did you? Sam was shaking with excitement. Hold on. I'm being left out. Katie turned to see Lizzie running up the sidewalk. Her eyes caught on a big red bow, the kind of bow you put on something like a car. Katie started screaming and jumping up and down. There in the driveway was a sporty baby blue Camaro. She ran out to get a better look, her bare feet making tracks in the snow. Opening the door, she could see the dark gray interior. She touched all the controls, making sure they were all there. Glancing up, she saw her mother standing in the front of the car, smiling. Getting out of the car, she ran to her mother and threw her arms around her. Thank you! Thank you! Before her mother could say anything, she ran back to the car. The cold finally registered on her bare feet. Getting in, she reached down and started the car. The purring of the engine sent thrills through her. Turning on the heat, Katie rolled down the window. Whoever wants a ride better get in quick. She rolled the window back up. Three people started tussling for the passenger seat. Katie laughed when she saw David win. Backing out of the driveway, she made sure she didn't hit her old Honda. Katie paused and put the car into drive. Let's see what this baby can do. Squalling tires and a few fishtails later, she was racing down the road. Eventually, she let all the passengers drive for a while. Finally, they all made it back to her house. Katie was a little hesitant about getting out of the car. She still didn't have any shoes on. The only way to get to the house, and that was to make a run for it. The door jerked open. David reached down, picked her up, and carried her into the house. She snuggled into his arms as the cold air hit her senses. Her face close to his, she could smell the light cologne she associated with him. He turned his head, smiling down at her. Sam opened the front door with a flourish. He set her on her feet. Katie thanked him hesitantly before looking around for her mother. She was making breakfast for everyone. Katie excused herself for a minute and ran to her bedroom. Looking into the mirror, Katie was horrified to find her hair tasseled. It was almost useless to get a brush through it. Fifteen minutes later, Katie emerged, showered, changed, and with a little makeup on, she now felt she could face anyone in the kitchen. Sitting down at the table, they had a good time laughing and talking. This is what she really needed, she thought. A chance to get away from all the worries and frustrations she felt when she first turned into a wolf. This was the world as it should be. Turning her head, she could see Lizzie holding her head down, sweat pouring off her face. From experience, Katie knew exactly what Lizzie was going through. A small idea began forming. She decided to test it out. Lizzie, can you pass me the salt? Directing her thoughts towards her friend, Lizzie reached over, grabbed the salt, and placed it within Katie's reach. Can you pass me the pepper? Lizzie looked around the table. I don't see any pepper, she said out loud. Oh, I'm sorry, the pepper is above the stove. Katie's mom said, getting up to get the pepper. She placed the pepper in front of Lizzie. Lizzie sat, looking at the pepper for a minute. 
before realization finally dawned. She glanced up into Katie's eyes. I was the only one who heard you ask for the salt and pepper. Her thoughts came out very clearly. Yes, Katie thought back. We can communicate through our thoughts? Lizzie questioned. Yes, Katie replied. Instead of accepting this, Lizzie seemed to be freaking out over the idea. She started hyperventilating, the air coming in and out in short breaths. Her face turned white, indicating she wasn't getting enough oxygen. Sweat was pouring down her face. Katie jumped up from the table and ran around to Lizzie. Katie grabbed Lizzie and pulled her from the seat. Lizzie half-heartedly resisted. It looked as if she was going to start screaming at any second. Using more force than necessary, Katie pulled Lizzie out of the kitchen and into her bedroom. Lizzie's terrified eyes darted around the room. Katie whispered softly, trying to calm Lizzie down, but it still looked as if she was going to start screaming. Katie felt she had no choice. She hauled Lizzie into the bathroom, forced her into the shower, and turned the tap on cold. Water cascaded down, soaking them both. Katie could see Lizzie was finally gaining control of her emotions. Katie looked down at her damp shirt and decided to change it before returning back to the kitchen. Walking back into the kitchen, three faces turned towards her. Uh, Lizzie needed to take a shower. So, I decided to help her. It was really lame. As soon as it was out of her mouth, she knew it wasn't going to fly. Sam raised her eyebrows in surprise. Katie refused to look in David's direction. Shrugging her shoulders, she started clearing off the dishes. Sam and David got up and started helping her. What was that all about? Sam whispered. She had come up behind Katie while David was convincing her mother the three of them could handle cleaning the dishes. She glanced over at David and her mother to make sure they couldn't hear. Lizzie started freaking out, she whispered. She seemed just fine to me, maybe a little sweaty. She started freaking out when I spoke to her through my thoughts. What? David glanced in their direction giving them both a questioning look. "'Shh!' Katie whispered, giving David a smile that was supposed to say, "'Everything is fine over here!' Sam swiveled her head between Katie and David, finally coming up with a decision. "'David, you need to go home,' she said with authority. "'What?' Katie and David said in unison. Sam ignored Katie and spoke directly to David. "'I'm sorry, David, but it's time for you to go home.' Katie will drive me home later. You don't have to leave, Katie insisted. David gave Katie a smile as he shrugged into his coat. I was wanting to meet up with Robbie and Stephen anyway. Stephen Benz was Robbie's age and was best friends with David and Robbie forever. I cannot believe how rude you were to him, Katie said as she watched David drive away. He's my brother and he has done a lot ruder things to me. Now we need to go into the bedroom and sort a few things out. Katie shrugged her shoulders and walked back into her bedroom. She lay down on her broken bed. Apparently, Lizzie was still in the shower. She had to have used all the hot water by now, Sam muttered. I don't think she's using hot water at all, Katie retorted, still peeved over David's leaving. Do you think we should check her out? Sam asked, ignoring Katie's tone. Lizzie, Sam is worried about you. Do we need to come in and check on you? Katie reached out with her mind. No! I'm fine. 
Don't come in, Lizzie hollered from the bathroom. Sam swiveled around to stare at Katie. How did she? Her face cleared. Wow, that's some trick. Yes, it is. How far does it go? Sam asked. I mean, how far can you two be apart and still communicate? I don't know. Do you want to experiment? Katie asked, the idea growing along with Sam. Tell Lizzie she needs to come out, Sam ordered. Lizzie, Sam's going to come get you if you don't come out right now. The water immediately turned off in the bathroom. A few minutes later, Lizzie came out, wrapped in a large towel. Her eyes were bloodshot and puffy. Katie and Sam looked knowingly at each other. Between the three of them, Lizzie was the drama queen. Katie got up from the bed and rummaged through her drawers. She threw Lizzie a pair of jeans, a t-shirt, and some clean underwear. Lizzie caught the clothes and turned back into the bathroom to change. When Lizzie returned, Sam softly cleared her throat. Katie and I was wondering, how far can you two be apart and still communicate with your minds? Would you mind if we conduct a few experiments? Lizzie sat on the bed. Fine, she said in a fatalistic voice. Katie had to stop herself from rolling her eyes. She glanced towards Sam, who was doing just that. Trying to hold back a grin, she decided to continue the conversation. We can probably go farther than the distance between Lizzie's house and mine, Katie explained. What makes you... Oh, yeah, the dream. You entered into her dream, Sam quickly surmised. Why don't we do this? Why don't Lizzie and I get into Lizzie's car and head east while you drive west? We'll bring our cell phones when the contact is broken so we can gauge how far the connection is. Katie told her mother they were going out, then headed for her car. Getting into her new car again gave her a huge thrill. She couldn't believe her mother had been able to afford such a vehicle. Of course, it wasn't brand new, but probably still under factory warranty, Katie figured. That was a lot newer than anything she'd ever had before. It didn't take her long before she was eating up the miles. She checked periodically with Lizzie still able to hear loud and clear. After the girls drove over a hundred miles away from each other, they decided to turn around and head for home. Driving back towards her house, Katie reached out her mind towards Jackson. Jackson, are you there? A long silence prevailed, not knowing if she was too far away or if he couldn't hear her. Merry Christmas, Jackson. Turning into her drive, she heard his soft reply. Merry Christmas to you too, Katie. So, he had heard her, but for some reason he didn't want to communicate. She could respect his wishes. After all, it was Christmas. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day.